I'm in the big leagues, told them don't miss me. Ballin' like Houston, ayy, feelin' like Whitney. I need a bag, bruh, send it through quickly. I'm making his dog, like I'm in the big leagues. Told him that I gotta go, dog. I'm riding the road, y'all. I think that I'm back in my bag now. So I need that go, y'all. Got hits when he throwin' the fastball. Just too quick for it, peeling off like the whip orange. Seen the effort, this piss poor. I got too much, I gotta tend to. Car payments and a rent due. Told y'all that I'm. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Another Turnover, the basketball podcast where a basketball fan with zero basketball credibility gives his opinions on what's going on in the NBA. Opinions that nobody asked for. As always, I am your host, Mr. Chris Aaron Murphy, aka Aaron. And ladies and gentlemen, let's just jump right into it. Folks, I hope you have had a fantastic week, just like I have. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a good week. It's it's gone by, I would say, relatively quickly. As you know, we are building up anticipation for the NCAA tournament, which is one of my favorite times of year. It's basketball on from 9 a.m. to 10, almost 11 o'clock at night. So I am very much looking forward to it. This year, I'll be getting to watch most of the NCAA tournament games, but. Um, the bracket selection Sunday, I believe if I'm not mistaken, is this Sunday. So we're going to talk a little college hoops, um, on next week's show, just about, you know, brackets and things like that. Like, I'm not going to delve too deep because I, I will admit, like, I don't watch a ton of college basketball as much as I used to, but I am very much looking forward to March Madness. But let's get into some NBA hoops actions. Lots of things that happened this week and some of those things that I want to talk about. So, Let's start off this week very similarly to how we started off last week. Let's talk about the Los Angeles Lakers. But more specifically, let's talk about, obviously, their best player. Let's talk about LeBron James. So I was watching the game against the Rockets Wednesday night. This was, yeah, Wednesday night, Friday when you're listening to this. This was two nights ago. So I was thinking, man, should LeBron James and the Lakers, you know, in collaboration with each other, Should LeBron shut it down for this year? And there's a reason I asked that. Should they just like, you know what? The season is a wash. Like, let's just go ahead and, you know, cut our losses. We are not a championship team this season with this current roster. Let's just shut it down. Like any nagging injuries or whatnot. Let's just, you know, rehab those now. And and we'll, you know, try again next year. Like, should, should that be a realistic thing that the Lakers should consider? Um, I mean, like I said, after Wednesday's overtime loss versus, versus Houston, which Houston is statistically the worst team in the NBA, um, they lost 139 to 130. Um, it felt like LA kind of reached a crossroads for this season. Now, obviously, Anthony Davis has not been healthy pretty much all year, kind of been in and out of the lineup, like an injury here, keeps him out three to four weeks, an injury there, keeps him out five to six weeks. Like, he is expected to return before the season ends, but Wednesday's loss was pretty much an example like of their entire season. Like this is pretty much how they've gone. Like they haven't been able to close games. They haven't been able to get consistent play on the defensive end, shoot offensively as well. Like they struggle to defend, especially on the perimeter. They have issues as well with turning the ball over. So it's pretty much a recipe for disaster. So when I was looking through researching statistics for the show, they're ranked 26 in points points allowed, a point, opponents points allowed per game. They're ranked 28th in turnovers per game. So basically, you're turning the ball, the ball over on the offensive end, and you're allowing your team to score. Like LeBron James said it himself, like he's like, we 
we have no margin for error. He's like, teams are making us pay for our mistakes. And like, that clearly shows up where they are ranked statistically. So the Los Angeles Lakers, as it currently stands, they are five and a half games back from the eighth spot. Only one and a half games ahead of the 10th spot with their record as it stands at 28 and 37. So nine games below 500. Nine games below 500. So best case scenario. Best case scenario, in my opinion, for the Los Angeles Lakers. You finish in the ninth spot, which means if you win your play-in game, the first one against the 10th seed, you play again the loser of the 7th and 8th to for that final 8th play-in spot, or excuse me, playoff spot. So you need to win two games if you're the Los Angeles Lakers. Let's say they finish in the ninth spot. And let's say they win both of those games. Let's say they end up getting the 8th spot. Like, your reward is playing the Phoenix Suns in the first round. You know, I as it, as it stands with both of these rosters, say everybody say everybody is healthy. I mean, sure, LeBron and AD, a healthy LeBron and AD are going to give you a shot against pretty much probably arguably any team in the Western Conference. But I don't see them beating Phoenix four times. Like I, I just don't see it happening. I know Chris Paul is coming off an injury, I believe, wrist or hand. I, I think it might, it might be his hand this time. He's had a long injury history as well, but he's going to be back. Like Phoenix doesn't even need to really bring him back until the playoffs. They're about eight and a half, nine, almost nine games ahead of the second team in the Western Conference, which happens to be, I believe, the Memphis Grizzlies right now. So, like, there's no reason for Phoenix to bring them back. But, like, let's say he comes back fully healthy. Like, I don't see them beating Phoenix. I, I don't see them beating Phoenix in a seven-game series. It'd be a repeat of what happened last year. Obviously, Anthony Davis was hurt. LeBron James had some nagging injuries, and they lost in six games. I think this would end up being probably a five-game series if they ended up playing Phoenix in the first round. So, I to answer my question, to say all that to say this, to in the beginning, I think LeBron should shut it down for the year and just call it quits. I mean, that he that's not going to happen. Like, I would be shocked if he ended up doing that, like, because right now, LeBron James is pretty much playing for legacy. LeBron is playing for GOAT status. I know he says he wants to win more championships. That ain't happening with this Lakers team as it stands right now. But LeBron's, like I said, playing for GOAT status. Regardless of how you feel, he's in that GOAT conversation. Top five all time. I don't want to hear it. If he's not top five all time for you, like, you know what you're talking about. Like, LeBron's one of the greatest players we've ever seen. But one thing that he is playing for right now that he can't probably come out and necessarily say... Um, and I heard this on TV, and I thought it was a great point, and I wanted to reiterate it. Like One thing that he probably can't come out and say is he is playing for that all-time scoring record that Kareem has right now. So he's about 200 points behind Karl Malone, um, probably going to pass him. Well, I would think he'd probably pass him. There's like 14, 15 games left in the season. If he's, Yeah, if he scored about 20 points per, per game, yeah, he'd pass Karl Malone for the season for second all-time. But he's about 16... Uh, 100 points behind Kareem for all-time scoring leader. Um, so he probably can't come out and say that he's playing for that as of right now because, like, this team is already, like, his, his team's not playing well. So if your team's playing well, you can kind of get away with that a little bit. But if he's like, well, I'm just trying to pass Kareem's record, you're going to be like, LeBron, what the heck? Like, what are you talking about, bro? Like, we out here struggling. Like, what do you mean? So I don't think, like I said, I don't think LeBron will ever say that he's going for that record. But, like, who wouldn't want that? Like, who wouldn't want, hey, like, I was the player to score the most points ever in my entire career in the NBA. Like, who wouldn't want to say that? And he'll do it in less games than, you know, Kareem and Karl Malone both. Um, but 
this team really is unfortunately dejected. Um, you know, after that loss against Houston Wednesday night, you know, they got heads down. Their effort is highly questionable at times. This just is not a championship team. I mean, I would not risk any more health or, you know, the detriment of the health of Anthony Davis or LeBron. I wouldn't want to see them getting hurt just to get an eight seed and just for a first round exit in your home in April. Like, with no shot, I would say there is no shot, no chance the Lakers are winning a championship as it stands with this roster this season. So with that being the case, like no shot at winning a championship, you might as well you might as well call it call it good, shut it down. Like I said, I don't think that's gonna happen. I, I feel like it should if I'm, you know, Lakers organization, but I don't think that is going to happen this year. But Lakers, man, I, I mean, I always root against them. Y'all know I'm a Laker hater, but man, do I feel bad for the Lakers? Nah, I don't feel that bad. But, it, I mean, it, you know, it is what it is at the end of the day. But let's transition a little bit. Um, there is a team that I want to talk about that I feel like I, I, I've personally, me, myself, personally, has been sleeping on. And they've been slept on by other people. But before I talk about this team, folks, I do want to talk about Leather Brains. Leather Brains, the fantasy football podcast that I've been telling y'all about for over the past couple weeks. Like I said, though the NFL season has come and gone, fantasy managers know that there is no such thing as an offseason. Get a step ahead of your fantasy football competition by tuning in to Leather Brains, the fantasy football podcast. Two of my friends, Hunter Slapdog Amoruso and Matthew Scotty Holtmeyer, um, are taking their listeners on a journey as they find the balance between analytics, whiskey, and providing valuable insight along with laugh out loud commentary. So I'm telling you, if you are into fantasy football, I kid you not, this is a show that you do not want to miss. Like, you have to tune in. Um, there are multiple platforms. You can tune in on YouTube. You can tune in on your favorite podcast app, whether that's, uh, I mean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts have, has their own platform. I just found that out a couple weeks ago. But search Leather Brains on all of those platforms, Leather Brains with a Z, and find them on Twitter at leather brains today for all your fantasy football goodness but like i said let's talk about the denver nuggets so like i said i I feel like i've been kind of sleep on them and i need to talk about them because the things that they've been doing this season is pretty incredible i I, i've talked a lot about nikola Jokic this season like nikola Jokic is putting up monster crazy all-star numbers like Pretty much MVP numbers that he was doing last year. He's at right now 26 points per game, 13.9 rebounds, but let's round it. Let's say 14 rebounds per game and 8 assists. They are actually currently playing the Golden State Warriors as I'm recording this. Probably not going to finish watching that game because I'll be asleep here not too long from now. But the Denver Nuggets have played really well. Like I said, I feel like I've been asleep on them. They have a 40-26 and 26 record as it stands right now before this Golden State game. And they are six in the Western Conference. So they are a solid playoff team. I think they're a couple games ahead of the seventh spot. So as of right now, as it stands right now, they are not in danger of being a play-in team. So they have been playing really well. Um, oh, let me fix my iPad real quick. Um, now, Denver coach Mike Malone has felt that the team has gotten a lack of respect. And I, I kind of get where he's coming from. I was reading the article that just came out the other day. Um, that this is directly quoting from Mike Malone, the Denver Nuggets head coach. He says, I've come out and said publicly that we don't get the respect that we deserve. 
We are in sixth place in the Western Conference without two max players. Tell me another team that could do that. Now, Mike Malone has a point. Like, he has, he is doing a phenomenal job coaching this Denver Nuggets team. He's been the Denver Nuggets coach since 2015. Uh, he is, he is having them playing really great team basketball. Obviously, this team runs through Nikola Jokic. He is their, their guy. He is the focal point of their offense. If he's not playing well, you know, the team feels it and the team doesn't do well. But, that being the case, he has them playing some really good basketball. Like, two max players, like, out to you, no Michael Porter Jr., no Jamal Murray, which I think they're expected to both come back potentially this season. I know Jamal Murray towards ACL. I would have to double check that to be sure. And that Michael Porter Jr. has been dealing with the injuries. I don't want to say it was it's either ankle or back. I can't remember. I know he had that serious back injury, you know, years you know ago when he was at Missouri. But two max players, and they are still six in the Western Conference. Like that is impressive. Like I feel like the Denver Nuggets definitely, definitely deserve deserve some respect and deserve to be highlighted because of what they have done so far this season so shout out to the denver nuggets i apologize for sleeping on y'all y'all are getting my respect giving y'all y'all flowers right now on another turnover but let's transition again let's talk about the game that just happened last night as you're listening to this the Brooklyn Nets and Philadelphia 76ers game the game that we were all waiting for the game that Ben Simmons played in just kidding. He did not play. But kudos to him. He was on the bench with the team in Philadelphia. Somebody said on Twitter they were showing him. He was leaving one of the hotels or whatever, trying to go out the back door. And they were like, man, they was treating this man like, you know, when they found out, you know, Spider-Man's identity in the new Spider-Man movie. I thought that was hilarious. Whoever, I can't remember the person's name who tweeted it, but I thought that was hilarious. Like they were, you know, this man, like you would think this man was one of the main villains of the Marvel Universe. Like it was pretty, pretty funny. But the Brooklyn Nets whooped, and I mean whooped, the Philadelphia 76ers in this game, 129 to 120. Um, as I was going to the box store, KD had himself a night, 25 points, 14 rebounds, 7 assists, and only 32 minutes, which is incredible. Kyrie Irving, 27 points, 5 three-pointers made in only 27 minutes, and you had 8 players on the Brooklyn Nets in double figures. I believe Seth Curry was in double figures, Andre Drummond. Um, a few of the, I think Patty Mills is at double face. He had like four threes or something like that. So a lot of firepower on this Brooklyn Nets team. And I mean, obviously they've struggled over the past month and a half or so. They're like, they're, they won like four out of their last 20 games or something like that. Um, but incredible performance tonight as you're listening to this Friday yesterday from the Brooklyn Nets. Now, James Harden on the flip side, on the Philadelphia 76ers side, James Harden, did not have himself a great night, pretty horrible shooting night, 3 for 17 from the field. Put in 6 rebounds and 5 assists, but not a great night for him. Joel, Joel Embiid had a very similar 5 for 17 night. He had 27 points and 12 rebounds, got to the line a decent amount. Um, you know, was kind of, you know, giving the Brooklyn Nets the business. But um, Tobias Harris put in a decent 16 points. And let me just, let me just go off, on, not necessarily go off, but go on a little bit of a tangent about Tobias Harris. Like, he needs to be better. Like, he is getting paid max dollars, and he needs to be better. Like, if Philadelphia is going to succeed, he has to be that consistent third option in scoring, like, no less than 20 to 25 points a night. Because, like, when Joel Embiid and James Harden were, you know, off the way they were, like, if this happens in a playoff game or in a playoff series and Tobias Harris is 16 points or less, like, 
that is really going to hurt them. Like, that is really going to hurt Philadelphia. Um, but that being the case, not much help from the rest of this team uh, for tonight. Um, it definitely, you know, the focal point of the offense is James Harden and Joel Embiid, mostly on the pick and roll. And it wasn't, you know, they were they were bad. They were just bad tonight. And it, and it happens. Like, I mean, you have those games where, hey, it's just not your night. But one thing that I want to that I want to, you know, put out there, we have seen this from James Harden in multiple big games, multiple times now. If y'all remember, you know, they were 5-0 and before this, James Harden and Joel Embiid playing together. They were 5-0, and now they're 5-1, and you know, for the season. Like, this is their first piece of adversity. When big games and big moments, we have seen this type of, you know, performance from James Harden. If you remember a few years back, what was it, 20... Do the 2018 or 2019 playoffs, like when the Spurs played the Houston Rockets game six in the Toyota Center in Houston, Kawhi Leonard was hurt and they, James Harden took like 10 shots or whatever it was. Like, like we've seen this before from him. Like we've seen this. So I'm, I'm a little concerned, like, but that leads into the question that I had after this game. Should the Sixers be worried? I mean, simple question. Should the Sixers be worried after this loss? I would say to a certain degree, yes, they should be worried. This is definitely, I think, going to be a wake-up call for them. The East just isn't theirs for the taking. I think it was all, you know, this is honeymoon phase. Like, oh, and James Harden and Joel Embiid play, and they're undefeated. They're 5-0. and Well, they beat the Knicks a couple times. They beat the Timberwolves. I can't remember the other games that they played, like, I mean, we need to see, like I said, it was a very small sample size, like everybody on TV and whatnot and all these, you know, big, you know, big shows where it's like, you know, raving about the Philadelphia 76 and I was like, I need to see more. And this game tells me a little bit more and kind of confirms what I was already thinking. This is their first test of adversity for the Embiid Harden pairing. How are they going to respond? Obviously, it's one game in the regular season. They're still, I think, I think they're third in the Eastern Conference, but only like two or two and a half games behind uh from the number one seed so it, it is feasible over the next 13 14 games that they could get the number one seed in the eastern conference that could potentially still happen but how are they going to respond after this loss after losing to the brooklyn nets with no ben simmons playing um this could end up now this could it's not all doom and gloom this could end up being a good thing for them in the playoffs but they are far from a perfect team they are not running away with the eastern conference by any stretch of the imagination, Milwaukee could beat them. Miami could beat them. Brooklyn could beat them in a series. Like, you have multiple teams. Chicago could give them problems. Like, the East, I would say, is wide open, in my opinion. So, like I said, losing, you know, to Brooklyn with no Ben Simmons. Hopefully, they don't end up seeing Brooklyn in the first round because the way it works out in the playoffs right now, if I'm looking at the standings right now, let me refresh this after the Sixers game. Yep. So right now, they are three games back from Miami Heat um, from the number one spot, which they feasibly could end up getting in that number one spot, depending on how they play for the rest of the season. Right now, you have the eights pretty solid in, or the the Nets, pretty solid in that eighth spot. They are two games ahead of the Hornets, and they are two games behind the Toronto Raptors. So it's feasible they could catch the Raptors um, in play. But, I mean, right now, you know, Brooklyn would have to finish six which they're about five games back from Cleveland, so probably won't end up finishing that high. But, I mean, it's a possibility. But let, let's say the Sixers go up to the second spot and the Nets end up winning their play-in game against the Raptors and get the seventh spot. That's that 2-7 matchup. 
you could see Brooklyn in the first round. So we'll see what happens. It is a strong possibility. Obviously, the New York mandate hasn't been lifted, so you have Kyrie Irving still on a part-time basis, so he wouldn't be able to play the two games in Brooklyn. So that's interesting. But, I mean, it is what it is. Um, so I think to answer the question, should the Sixers be worried after this? Yes, only to a certain degree because obviously it is one game, but they are not invincible in by any stretch of the imagination. But last transition, folks, let's talk about this week's marquee matchup. So, oh man, last week was rough. Last weekend was a rough one. Not a great weekend for me. Went one, four, or one and two out of three games. I picked the Bucks to beat the Bulls, and that was correct. But I did pick the Warriors to beat the Los Angeles Lakers. Lakers won that game after LeBron putting up a monster 56 points. I think LeBron heard me and was like, ah, I'm going to make sure Chris is wrong and has no credibility on his podcast. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go drop 56 on on, the, on these boys. So, um, And then you had the Nets beating, or excuse me, I had the Nets beating the uh, Boston Celtics. But the Boston Celtics won that game at home in a really, really good Sunday game. Jason Tatum balled out, had... I think he had 54 or whatever it was that game. So that's what I get for picking against my Eastern Conference team. Boston, I'm sorry. Celtics, I'm sorry. I should have picked you to win that game because they have been on a streak and a tear. Um, I mean, best defense in the league, fit in the Eastern Conference after, you know, at one point being 17 of 19, like I've talked about multiple times. So should have picked you, Boston. But that brings my current season total to 25 and 2, or excuse me, 25 and 15. So out of 40 games. Which, I mean, hey, it's not bad. It's not terrible. But, you know, I was, you know, at one point, what was I? I had got up to, I was 20, yeah, 23 and 11. So, 25 and 15, I mean, it's not bad. It's not bad. But, got some good games coming up this weekend. You have three games that I, three games that I want to highlight for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So, Friday's game, Mavs and Rockets. Two Texas teams going at each other. Um, I am going to pick the Mavericks to win that on the road here in Houston. Um, beating the Rockets. That's the one I'm going to go there. Nuggets and Raptors is the Saturday game that uh, two teams, you got the Raptors in the seventh spot, like I talked about, the Nuggets in the sixth spot in the Western Conference. So two, uh, two playoff teams as of right now, as it stands in the Eastern and Western Conference, respectively. I'm going to go with the Nuggets winning that one on the road as well. Um, and then you've got Knicks and Nets. Knicks. Wow. Knicks and Nets in that final game on Sunday at 12 p.m. That'll be the after-church game. Um, I'm going to go with the Nets because the Knicks, I mean, the, the Nets are really, you know, desperate. They they kind of got to win some games, got to string together some wins. Um, I, I, know, I know they just beat Philadelphia, but they got to string together some wins to get themselves, you know, in better standing when it comes to that play-in. Um, and the Knicks... Do they even deserve to be talked about? The Knicks are just terrible. But those are the three games that I've got. I've got Mavs, Nuggets, and Nets winning this weekend um, in all of the three marquee matchups. But, ladies and gentlemen, that is all the show I have for you today. As I always say every week, I appreciate you. If you are watching on YouTube, like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. If you are listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you may get your podcasts, go ahead, like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Follow the channel on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at another turnover. Um, I appreciate you. I love you. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And I can't wait to talk more NBA as well as a little college basketball hoops next week. Take care, be safe, and I'll see you on Friday.
bag, bruh. Send it too quickly. I'm making his dog like I'm in a big lease. Yeah, I told him I'ma hit it out of stance. I deserve another.